Hey T, welcome to Sincerely Sis with T and T with T and T. Hey y'all, it's Tamaria and welcome back to episode 10 of Sincerely Sis. Hey y'all, it's your girl Tori and today's episode is called Love Yourself. So today we told y'all we had something special for y'all once we got to episode 10. So today we have some special guests if y'all want to go ahead and introduce yourselves. Hi everybody, my name is Alyssa Ross and I am a licensed social worker in the state of Indiana. So, so excited to be here today to discuss body image. Um, I have experience in child welfare and also in medical social work. And so this topic, it kind of fluctuates through all areas and all people experience it. So really excited, really excited. Yes. Hey y'all, so my name is Jasmine Jones and I am a public health and student affairs professional here in the state of Texas. Um, I work at one of the largest institutions in the nation, um, specializing in collegiate wellness, in particular interpersonal violence prevention um, and uh, body image and interpersonal violence intersect a whole lot because we know that survivors sometimes have a distorted view of their bodies because of the trauma that they've experienced. So I'm really excited to engage in this conversation today with my friends. (laughs) Yes, and we are so excited to have both of you guys. We want to say thank you in advance. So before we get into it, we're just going to go ahead and throw some definitions out here for y'all. So let's first define body image. So body image is a person's perception of the aesthetics or sexual attractiveness of their own body. So I was also doing a little research and on body shaming because we hear this term a lot in society. Um, so what is it? It's like criticizing your own, your own or someone else's appearance in front of them or you know behind their backs and just speaking things like about your body, negative things, judgments that you don't like, and comparing yourself to others. And I feel like a lot of us do that um, on a daily basis, and we don't even realize it how it affects us emotionally. And, you know, how we go about our day and how we do things, how we dress. So, let's go ahead and start. Do you want to go ahead and start? Should I go ahead and start? You can go ahead, sis. So, what do y'all think that body shaming or body image can lead to, like, emotion-wise? Um, so, I'll jump in first. And so, I, when I think about body shaming and even body image, I think about being a black woman. And Mm -hmm. I I really just want to start with our families first Mm -hmm. before we get so far in. And I always think about my grandmother and her being five foot and wearing like 130 pounds and her constantly calling herself fat. I'm so fat. I need to lose weight. I need to do this. I need to do that. And coming home for the holidays and being like, oh, Jasmine, you got a little fluffier. You gained weight. And that being a being a subject of conversation. And so I saw women in my family obsess over that. and really it impacting me in ways that I never thought it, it, it would. And so when I think about body image and what body shaming can do to you, um, I think about body dysmorphia. And I know in the black community, we don't talk a lot about body dysmorphia, but I think it, it really starts from our families just treating us terribly. So exactly. if, if you be, they have a conversation or you too skinny mm-hmm. or, and it go, it goes both ways. It then does. you lose weight. Oh, you a crackhead, what you, what you've been doing. And, and that is not politically correct, but y'all know in the black community, people call both crackheads. You lose weight quick. <laughs> That's what happens, you know? Yeah. And so, I mean, it leads to so, a low self-esteem, depression, anxiety, uh, and so, Alyssa, you know, we talk about this all the time. So what do you have to say about body image? So when I think about body image and um, even body dysmorphia and where it stems from, I think about white supremacy and I think about the transatlantic slave trade. And I think about our ancestors who were enslaved because back then, what were they doing? They were objectifying our bodies. Mm-hmm. So you know, they were putting us on stages, calling us clowns. So where do you think that grandma got that idea from that her body is ugly and that it's not made the way it's supposed to? Look at how they did Sarah Bartman. You know what I'm saying? So coming from that, you know, we do these things and we have, we say the same things about our bodies because that's what they said about us. We do it subconsciously without even realizing it. And yeah, it leads to a lot of different mental health concerns and mental health challenges that we have to learn to address which is a whole other conversation we know (laughs) right exactly I feel that because I feel like you know whenever you go home 
to visit family for the holidays, that is always the topic of conversation. Mm-hmm. I can walk in the door. Ooh, what you been eating? You gained some weight. Oh, oh, you looking good. You you losing weight now. Like, okay, can I get a hey? Haven't seen you. Right. How are you doing? Why does that have to be a topic of conversation? It always has a negative connotation right. with it. No, I agree. I totally agree. When I started gaining weight, people were definitely like, oh, you gained weight. Like, you getting thick. Like, okay, and I'm happy with my weight gain. But why does that got to be the first thing you say? Why can't it just be like, oh, like, Tamaria, you look good or you look pretty. Like, why do you have to say you gained some weight? Yeah, okay, that's the point I was trying to. You know what I'm saying? Like, we always have to be negative in everything that we say within black culture. And it's like, how do we get out of breaking that so that, you know, we don't always experience body dysmorphia because I feel like in the black community, no matter what we'll do, we'll never be happy with our bodies. We'll always find something to pick apart when it comes to our bodies or something to, like that we're not happy with. No matter what surgery we get, how much weight we gain, how much weight we lose, we ain't gonna never be happy. Why do you think that when other cultures like they fantasize about what we look like. Oh, they want to be us. They want to get the surgeries to get the lips, to get the body, mm-hmm. to get the skin tone that we have. So why do you think it's such, you know, I don't know, a negative light just brought upon us when it comes to our body image in general? I think that's a good question because it's like, like you said, other races fantasize us and want to be like us, but we don't even want to be like us. Like, we want to do everything we can to change everything about ourselves. And it's like, how do you, why, why is it? Like, do y'all have, y'all want to jump in, Alyssa and Jazz? Y'all got anything? I mean, right now, I honestly fit this thing is the trend for yeah, now. Yeah. You know, it's always a certain trend that's going on. And so, yeah, you know, different people want the big butt. They want, um, you know, the... the the big chest, you know, whatever, you know, that they see that they feel is like, you know, prominent in our culture. What you think, Jess? Yeah, I agree. I think that it's a lot deeper than just kind of the surface. Yes. Um, because, and, and me and Alyssa have talked about this multiple times, and we think back to being 16 and thinking we were so fat. Like, oh my mm-hmm. goodness, I'm so fat and mm-hmm. I need to lose weight and I need to do this and I need to do that. And even our families at the time, nobody told us that our bodies looked good and that they were great. No one ever said anything to us. You know, like, oh, you look so good. Like, you know, it was never that. It was always, oh, you you didn't gain some weight. You better pull away from the table. And now it's like, okay, I might be 30, 40 pounds heavier now. And now it's like, oh, why are you comparing your skinny pictures to your fat pictures? That was literally said to me recently. Um, And it just blows my mind because... I think they plant that seed in us to not ever just be content with our bodies. Right. So never also, be I think when it comes to dating for black women in particular, um, black men are very hard on us and they yes, look man. like garbage. They be having beer <laughs> belly. They don't take care of themselves, yeah. but they want to be with somebody that look like Beyonce. And it's like, no, sir. Exactly. No, sir. And so, you know, I think even for me, you know, and I can call myself a fat woman. I, that doesn't make me uncomfortable. But like, oh, if I lose weight, I'll be more attractive. Or if I lose weight, then like guys will find me attractive. And it's sad that that's something that's like programmed in your brain, you know. And there's something on Instagram that I read today. And I wanted to share it with you all. And so I found it while we were sitting here. Um, and it's by the femi- feminine femininity doctor. And I think she's problematic, but that's a whole nother conversation. (laughs) But she said, here's what she said. Um, Women who neglect their physical fitness and health have a much harder time attracting men of great value. And it's because men of great value have worked hard to get where they are in life. These men respect their own efforts and they understand that that being with a healthy woman. And so to me, why is black women our value and our worth placed on what we look like? Why is our education not valued or, right. you know, our contributions to the world not valued, but our bodies are. Um, and, and it stems from our families. It, I mean, it's a lot of social and cultural norms and expectations that really create this. Um, and it's really sad. And I, I know for Alyssa and I in particular, with, with her daughter of like, we don't want to pass this down to her. Mm-hmm. So what are the things that we're doing and we're saying in front of her 
because a lot of the stuff, maybe our moms didn't direct it at us in particular, but they were saying it about their own bodies. And yeah. so when you're saying and doing these things in front of your children, what else are they going to think? Exactly. And I think just touching back on what you were saying, Jazz, about like when it comes to dating and like you wanting to lose weight in order to be found more dateable or to find a guy like, on, I'm on the other end of the spectrum where it's just like, okay, I feel like if I gain weight, dudes will like me more because, you know, I had a bigger butt or, you know, bigger thighs. Like, I had a guy who, after I had sex with him, told me that I wasn't his type. But it's like, but you had sex with me, though. So, clearly, there was something about my body that you liked in order to have sex with me. But now, all of a sudden, I'm not your type and you want to put me down because that's not, I'm not your standard that you usually go for. You usually go for girls that, you know, have a nice curvy body and that's not me. So, I think that like having that type of experience with black men is just like well damn nothing i do will ever be good enough for you like no matter what my body looks like you'll still find something to compare it to and to put me down about and it's just like what's like what's the point like that's when you start to realize like i have to be happy with my body because at the end of the day uh, the dude gonna either like it or he ain't gonna like it or if he do if he don't like it or if he do like it, he's going to find some way to still put you down about it and not embrace your true beauty and who you are. Do you think that the U.S. standard of beauty has played a role? Like, I feel like it's played a major role. Yeah, absolutely. Social media, the U.S. standard of beauty, all of that has played a major role in how we view our body and, you know, body shaming and everything like that. We see body shaming every day on social media. Somebody always got something to say about somebody else's body. Like, mind your business. If they happy and they love themselves, why should it matter to you? Why are you commenting on how they feel about their own selves? But you know what? I love that right now that women are just not, they're like, fuck it. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. I like who I am. And if you don't like it, bye. Because I've never been, well, I can't say I've never been. I've been skinny. But I have not been skinny for the majority of my life, and that's fine. I've dated men, and that's the weird thing. Like, I date men who are, like, um, they're usually physically fit. And, like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that is is what it is. Like, they're usually physically fit. They got a nice body. And it's just like, okay. But I feel like, in other terms, like, they put on a facade, like, oh, but I like the smaller girl. Um, she fits, she's the, the scenario that everyone, that everyone wants. Like, oh, this is what you see in the media. This is what you see in magazines. But honey, that's not who I am, but you with me. So what do you really like? Exactly. And I think that's just the part that irritates me. Like you want somebody to look like a Bernice or a Ashanti, but you can't even get them girls in real life. Those are not the girls you can get, sir. So like, stop with this imaginary woman that you think you're gonna get because you can't get her and be in reality and realize okay i'm gonna get the girl that's a tamaria or a jatoria or a jazz or a Alyssa. you can't get a shanti because you're not on the shanti level but this is my question <laughs> what your mama look like exactly <laughs> she want to cut the ass it out she want to know what your mama look like exactly. your mama because your mama uh don't look like Ashanti or Bernice. Or your Don't auntie. even look like a Lisa Ray for that matter. Honey, that that needs to be one of the questions that we put on the dating uh <laughs> Right. Why you comparing <laughs> Right. Why <laughs> your mama look like when you got all these expectations. Right. Why you got all these expectations about my body? What your mama body look like? Let me see a picture. But, Send but, me but a picture. But y'all, the reality is is that it's still all about the image. Mm-hmm. They want to portray this certain image to the world because that is what the world expects them to do. But exactly. it ain't really got nothing to do with what they actually like. Exactly. But it's like, they're not even about, up to par oh. themselves. So, mm-hmm. why do you even have the audacity to utter out your lips that I'm not your type or that I don't fit your perfect body image of a female? Why? Well, you ashy and your birth type. And, that's it. <laughs> and you got a beer belly. I don't like that shit, but I'm still with you. Right. <laughs> But I think women, there are women that are super visual, but men are visual in nature and they are. But I think that sometimes they do have realistic expectations, but it's something that I want to talk about. And I think I would be remiss if I didn't bring this up, but with the body image, I think there's balance. Um, And so I always talk about the body neutrality movement and um, it's really a movement about, you know, 
always loving your body, but being okay that sometimes you don't like your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe you're working out to, to get to the body that you want. Um, and I always say, I love the body I have, but I'm working for the body I want. And that's my mantra, right? Um, but I think as black women, we do have to be cognizant of the health concerns that we are predisposed to. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and so while I feel like you should always love your body at any size, also knowing that we are predisposed to diabetes, high blood pressure, and these things, yes. and how do we make maintain a healthy lifestyle and i'm not talking about that damn bmi because i think it's some bs i'm not talking about that but <laughs> the BMI are you eating right are you eating fresh foods and vegetables are you exercising what are the things that you're doing to take care of yourself because sometimes we look at weight as an indicator of health and it's not always that mm-hmm. it i mean it can, it can be, be in some cases but it's not always that and so what are the things that you're doing to have this healthy positive body image and I would say with body image in particular, you have to do the soul work, mm-hmm. you know, because if, if the inside of you is ugly, the outside is going to be ugly. Because y'all ever meet somebody and they be so pretty on the outside, but then they open their mouth and it's like, wow, Ugh. you're like, really? All the time. Mm-hmm. And that immediately, like, like, makes you not want to talk to that person. Because I don't care how fine you is. If you ain't got no personality or your personality is trash peace the fuck out like no nobody wants that and i think that's what we fail to realize that we focus so much on the outer appearance but you got to do the inner work too because that's what matters the most yeah and i think that when you start to focus on your health and kind of what matters most that's when you'll get the results that you want Mm -hmm. instead of focusing on like oh you know this kind, I'm not going to attract this type of man or I'm not going to be able to, um, you know, have my body physically look the way I want it to. But you have to focus on the right things. Right. It's like work on you first, because that's how you're going to uh, build that confidence. and You're going to get that self-esteem back, because if you're doing it for somebody else, it's like, what's the point? Your motivation is for somebody else to give you that validation. It needs to come from you, from your inner self um, and to work on, you know, just you in general. Like me and Tamaria was talking about that, like. Um, a lot of women, I feel like a couple episodes ago, a lot of women just seek validation from other people about how they look, um, what they need to look like, how mm-hmm. they dress. And it's just like, no, it has to start with you. Because if you're seeking that from somebody else, you're never going to be happy. You're never going to be happy. Self-satisfaction. People are fickle, y'all. People change like the wind. Oh, of mm-hmm. course. I, oh, I like this today, and then tomorrow I don't like this. And I think for me, which I always tell people, I love how my body looks naked. I enjoy her. She's wonderful to me. Uh, I just want to look good in my clothes. And, you know, but every you know everybody is different. Right. And, you know, you can't seek that validation from, you know, the outside. Because even thinking about Kim K, for example, you know, oh, Kim K got to have a big butt and she got to have these big chest. And people be saying, oh, it looks like she got on a diaper. I mean, you have people that love Kim K and you have people that be dragging her. Right. Um, and so you have to do what makes sense for you and what makes you happy. Because if you're not happy, it's not going to translate outward. You know, it, you're not going to be confident in your clothes. You're not going to be confident when you're out in spaces. And I don't even think that people understand how body image impacts you holistically. Um, as you show up in places, how, you know, you may perform at work, you know, and how you can show up in your friend groups, Mm -hmm. because you think if you're so insecure, you, you, you can't go out with your friends and be like, oh, Tamaria, why you got that on? You trying to show me out? Mm -hmm. I'm like, we don't do that. Why can't we all be cute? Right. You can wear whatever you want to wear. And I'm not, I don't have to put you down because I'm insecure. Yeah. And so when I have friends like, oh, you will outdress me. I can't outdress you because you you should be the baddest bitch in the room regardless, right? Because right? exactly. that's how you feel about yourself. Exactly. And those type of yeah, people, and I think social it. media too, uh, sorry, I think social yeah. media too complicates things because, you know, we so focused on how many likes we get, how many comments we're yeah. going to get on a picture when we post it. And that too can make us think like, oh, you know, I'm not attractive because nobody liked my picture or I'm not attractive because... You know, I don't have that many followers. Right. And it's just like, no, that, that's not it. That's not it's it. Not. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you got to stop focusing on, like, posting pictures for other people. And post them pictures because you want to post them for yourself. It's not about what other people think. Who cares? 
Because at the end of the day, I mean, if you're going to let them people affect everything that you do in your life, like we said, you're never going to be happy. We say this time and time again on damn near every episode. Happiness comes from you, not from nobody else. So, like, what when we get into that, let's say, like, are you guys all happy, like, with your current body now? Like, would you say you have a potty, positive body image? Um, I would say I have a positive body image. I know I'm not where I want to be. Um, but I'm happy. I'm content right now because I'm working towards, you know, having a better lifestyle. I'm eating better. I'm working out consistently. Um, but I don't idolize any other person's body. Like, oh, I want my body to be like this. I want to be curvy. I want this big ass and all this. But no, I like what I got and I'm going to accentuate it however I feel I need necessary. I don't need surgery. I'm not, I'm never going to do that. But I don't speak negatively on my body. I might not have the perfect body that Jonathan down the street may like. But who cares about Jonathan down the street? Right. Night I. I care about what Jatoria likes. And yeah, I'm working towards things. Like I'm like I said, I'm in the gym, I'm eating good. You know, I'd be wanting a donut every now and again. I'm like, I can't have that donut, <laughs> sis. I can't go out to eat like I used to go out to eat, because you know we go out to eat all, all the time. Yeah. But like you know, it. it is what it is. What do you think about your your body goals? Are you satisfied? Um, I would say I'm like 75% satisfied. I know what I need to do to get to like that place that'll be like, okay, I'm 100% confident and happy with my body image. Um, but right now I'm not. And I can't say that I've let other people's like idea influence me because like when I was on a weight gain journey, I had people telling me, well, you don't want to gain too much weight because then you're going to be overweight and you short. So you're going to look like fat and stubby and all this other stuff. And it's just like, I had to realize, okay, if I wanted to be a certain weight because that's how I felt like I would be the happiest, then I don't give a fuck what everybody else says. Like, I'm going to be that way because that's where I want to be regardless of how anyone else may feel that it's going to look on me. I know weight is going to make me happier because I want to be 100 pounds. I still got some weight I want to gain. But, you know, it is like I just know I need to do the work in order to get to where I want to be. And in order to get that flat stomach that I've been saying I'm going to get for forever, I still ain't got it yet. But I'm going to get it together. You going to get it. After I finish this master's program, (laughs) then I'm going to get in the gym. But as far as, like, my body image goes, like, I'm working on it. It's a work in progress. Alyssa, what would you say? Um, I would say I think I'm I'm pretty content with my body right now. Um, and I think because I have kind of taken um, the time to eat a healthier diet and well, y'all, me, me and Jazz did a 30 day vegan challenge first of all earlier this year. So that helped out a lot because um, that was kind of the beginning of me losing some weight, you know, because honestly, if you would have asked me that last year. Um, you know, I was completely unhappy, but you know, obviously I had just had a baby. So I was like, okay, give yourself some time to lose this weight, Alyssa. Um, but you know, right now I feel good. Um, you know, just because I've been trying to be more active and and things like that too, like you said, focusing on the right things. Um, and so I, I still have goals, but you know, I am pretty content right now. I would say what you think, Jazz? Ooh, so I am doing a doc program, and I think some days it's, it's just hard. Um, I am a stress eater, um, and uh, I think that I do do a pretty good job of, like, trying to have a more positive body image, but I think sometimes my singleness gets in the way of that um, because it can be very hard for me to feel – like, I can feel like my body is amazing all day long, but if nobody else feels that way, is it really amazing? Right. And and I think for me, I struggle because I can be content and I can say I'm cute and I feel this way, but, like, if I'm treated like I'm invisible while I'm out, like, I'm human. Yeah. Um, and so I'm I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm so confident in my – because I'm not. Um, and – I know when I gain weight, whether it's two pounds or five, I feel it and I notice it and I'm like, okay. Um, Because I remember being 220 pounds and just how miserable I was and how, um, and I think for me, a lot of times weight gain means that I'm not taking care of myself and I'm not, I'm not making time for self-care and I'm not prioritizing Jasmine. And so just even with that of being cognizant of, are you eating? Because I'm the person that won't eat. So am I going 
all day not eating and it's slowing down my metabolism like are am I doing things that I need to be doing but um I think that I'm more on the body neutrality thing and I love my body and like but I struggle the singleness piece really it's a struggle because I can think I'm I can I can think I'm cute I can think I'm wonderful I get my hair done I feel fly but so would you say you're the person that needs like positive affirmations to help boost your confidence so words of affirmation are my top love language if y'all wanted to know and then quality time but i think for me y'all could tell me i look that's just like if my mama said it to me like it's like thanks y'all like i'm happy that y'all feel that way but at the end of the day like I'm still treated like I'm invisible because men don't date me. Right. So it gives you a different feeling when it comes from, from the opposite. Exactly. Sense. Yeah. No, I completely agree. with And that. it's like your your friends can't do that for you. And I think people always there's a difference between like intimate love and then your friendship love and also your self love because oh well you gotta love yourself and when you love yourself a man will love you and it's like that's bullshit. It is. Like I can love myself all day long, but if 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 this Negro not interested, he's not interested. There's nothing I can do about right. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so yeah, but I, I think for me, it's just hard. Um, it's hard. And that's just me being as honest as I can be. Yeah. Do you guys think that body image affects men and women the same? Uh, I would say no. I don't, I mean, okay. I've never had a man discuss with me like his body image. Like guys say they want to work out or whatever, but I feel like they're not as emotionally invested into it as women are. And it might just because, you know, most black men, they have this thing where they mask their emotions and they don't really, you know, say how they're really feeling about stuff. But I've never, like, met a man or had a conversation with a man where he just, like, was really emotionally invested in the fact that, like, he didn't like the way he looked. Or have an open conversation with you about it. Yeah, or have an open conversation with me about, like, you know, he has this negative body image or he's experienced body shaming, like... So I would say that it might not it might not even affect them differently. My, men just express how they're dealing with it differently. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, I don't think that I've really um, had much experience of men, you know, just even discussing it or even just seeing it out there, you know, um, in the media as much. And maybe that's why, because it's not it's not really in the media like it is for women because I feel like a lot of it does come from the media. Um, but I don't see that as much for, for men as compared to women. I agree. So how would you guys say that as women, we can help, like we can improve our body image or like improve our confidence. Like I would say for me, like positive affirmations help. So like I might write, positive affirmations on like sticky notes and put them on my mirror or put them where I know I'm going to see them every day in order to help boost my confidence. Would you guys say like y'all would do that or what other examples do y'all have? I feel like it first has to start with you have to stop comparing yourself to other women. Yeah. Because if you can't get over that, it's like you're just going to be stuck in the same spot. You're going to be stagnant because you're always, well, she looks this way. I want this body. How does Mm -hmm. she get that? But you have to put the work in. Yeah, I don't think that it's bad to have like to look at somebody and be like, okay, like my I can achieve that. I don't think that's like if it's gonna motivate you. Yeah, yeah. if if you're using it as motivation. Now, if you're using it as something that's like, damn, I wish my body looked like that. My body never gonna look like that. Then that's negative. But if you're using it and you're looking at somebody who has a body type that's similar to yours or is similar in height to you, and you're like, okay, she, you know, she, I can tell she works out. She eats right whatever like I can get my body to look like that and you're using that as motivation then I think that's different but what would y'all say y'all have some examples or things that y'all do oh sorry so what I would say is that I am a person that I don't compare myself to my friends and I never have and I don't think I ever will or other people um just because I think it's pointless I, I think that it's really about me and so okay Jasmine are you what weight do you feel most comfortable mm-hmm. at or most healthy at? How do you want to see yourself? And so I think that's the first thing. Also, I love affirmations. I think those are wonderful. Um, and so using those to, to say those things to yourself are really helpful. Um, I also think really 
knowing who you are and your purpose in life is huge. Um, and that in itself builds confidence and builds self-efficacy as you're out in the world and as you are navigating spaces. Um, I also think it's important to have friends around you that don't make you feel insecure because mm-hmm. they have all, their own personal insecurities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you want to look cute, they want to talk about you, they want to down you, they want to say negative things about you. Um, and, and I think that that's something that uh, has been helpful for me because me and Alyssa have lost weight together. We've gained weight together. And like at the at the core of it, we can always put on some clothes and go somewhere and we go look nice and it's not going to be, oh, Alyssa, you look better than me. Why you, like, no, like you look cute, girl. And like, I think the folks that you surround yourself around too are really important. Also with your family, we are at an age now where you can call them out on their behavior. Uh-uh, nope, we're not, we not having this conversation today. And I think for me, that has been very helpful um, and then reprogramming myself. Skinny does not mean pretty. Fat does not mean ugly, mm-hmm. right? Like, w- w- what does that what does that mean? And then, why are people so uncomfortable with fat bodies? W- what is the obsession with 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 the uncomfortable? You know, when we think about Lizzo, why are you so uncomfortable? Because it's not because normalized. Of- yeah. Huh? It's like, not if Rihanna had this on, y'all wouldn't be saying nothing about it because, in your eyes, Rihanna is sexy and she's mm-hmm. this and she's that. But y'all sleeping with Lizzo behind closed doors anyway. Exactly. So, 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 what is it? Um, and so, for me, those are just some some things that I know have been important for me when it comes to body image, um, in particular, Alyssa. Yeah, definitely love the affirmations. You know, hype yourself up, gas your own self up. Mm-hmm. Because even with my daughter, it's like, yeah, I can tell her all day. Like, yeah, you're beautiful. You're gorgeous. You're so smart. But I need to be saying that to myself, too. I need to be looking in the mirror and saying, hey, you're beautiful. You're smart. Mm-hmm. You cute. You know, um, because she's going to be thinking, well, yeah, my, that's just mommy that said to me. You know, yeah. no, you need to learn to, to tell yourself, you know, um, and love yourself. Um, but also, I definitely think just having conversations about, you know, I think, you know, what's appropriate um, and how we say, like, yeah, calling out, calling out or calling in. I like that. You know, mm-hmm. of, okay, somebody's saying something negative. Yeah. You know, let them know that's not appropriate. You know, I appreciate that. You know, let them know, you know, that's not appropriate for you to talk to me like that or talk to my cousin like that, talk to my daughter like that. Don't do that. Um, but also, I think just making sure you are putting, you know, other things into the atmosphere so like are you following you know these different um people on instagram that are going to be giving you those positive affirmations and not negative negative ones on facebook or whatever social media platform that you have um and just making sure that you you know keep you know that positive going in every every aspect of your life and then also just setting goals to say okay i may not be here right now that's okay you know, but this is where I want to be and just kind of outlining, you know, what you need to work on and how you're going to get there. Yeah, I agree. Setting small, obtainable goals. Because sometimes y'all be setting unrealistic goals that y'all not going to get to. So you got to do, I think doing smaller goals helps you reach, you know, your goals like easier. And you you don't make it such a hard process by saying, okay, I want to lose 50 pounds in a month. Like, girl, yeah, you might be able to do it, but like, it's unhealthy. It's unhealthy. And to do something smaller, say, oh, I want to lose five pounds, you know, every two weeks. Something that's going to be easier to obtain instead of, you know, this such a large goal. Like, do smaller goals in order to get there. Uh, you got anything you want to add about that? Okay, so let's get into surgery. So how do y'all feel about women getting surgery to enhance their body? And, you know, with social media today, they're surgery is everywhere everybody getting surgery everybody want a bbl a boob job lipo uh shit boob bra implant things everybody wants something these days lip they lips done they damn botox everything so how do y'all feel about like body surgery or plastic surgery anything to enhance your beauty it's so all right let me let me go first uh (laughs) and y'all gonna disagree with me but if i had it I would definitely go get some liposuction, 100%. I love, 
I just want, I want a flat stomach. And I think that God don't want me to have one because he know I'm going to be out here acting a fool. Like, flat stomach with the big chest and the big old booty. I would change the world. And so I, I would go get lipo 100%. I would go get some lipo done. I also would get lipo on my thighs because y'all have these thighs for as long as my days. And no matter how much weight I gain or lose, they are stuck with me. Uh-oh. They ain't going nowhere. They, they they might get a little bit smaller, but it's like I might lose two pounds on my thighs. And I look at a donut, and there you go. I didn't gain it back. And then the last, I would love a breast reduction and a breast lift. Like, I would love to be a C-cut. I'm not just going to lay on the table just because. But if, since we're talking about surgery, yeah. But would I get anything done to my face? No. Look, Kim, you don't do nothing to your face because you tear your face up. But yeah, I would. I would. I would. If I had 10, 20 grand disposable and I didn't have student loans, mm-hmm. I, I would don't think I would ever me. get plastic surgery. Now, maybe if I was feeling a little risky, a little liposuction would do. Like you said, the thighs, honey, take them. Take them. But I'm just not with it. I feel like it's become a whole trend. It's just like a new activity. Like, oh, I'm going to go do this today. Yeah. It's so fun. Like, sis, you getting stabbed and jabbed and you, and then you want to put it on social media. Like, no. And if y'all, I mean, I guess you excited over there. Huh? <laughs> no, I don't. It's not that I don't agree with it. Like, I feel like if you really need. Go ahead. I don't. I don't know what happened, but go ahead. I feel like if you really need it, that's one thing. But if you're doing it for social media and to flex, mm. goodbye. Cause no. Okay, so I had a BBL consultation in like August. I did think about doing it, but then I realized I'm like, girl. First of all, that's a lot of damn money. To be spending on a damn surgery when I can just try to work out and try to get it there first. Now, if I don't, you know, I work out and it don't get to where I want it to go, then okay, maybe I'll revisit the BBL conversation. But I want to buy a house first. So I'd rather save my money to buy my house than to be saving my money to go get a damn surgery done. I just had to be, you know, realistic with my finances. But I would definitely get a BBL. A boob job. I really want a boob job because I'm itty bitty titty committee. <laughs> I just want to be like a nice little full C cup. Mama keeps telling me to wait till after I have kids because they'll come. But like, I just want somebody to give Jasmine me some though. give me some titties. That's all I want. Yeah, Jazz, you want to take some to get some to marry. Right, Jazz. Can we do a titty <laughs> transfer? I done lost some going to the gym. I just. I, I wish and there was a way to like is expensive, so I'm gonna have to tighten them straps <laughs> to gain. <laughs> like you gain weight, and you gain weight in your titty. Like I gain weight, and my boobs didn't get no bigger. That's all I want. So I mean, I thought about it. I probably, you know, don't be surprised if like three years from now I'm telling y'all I'm going to Miami to get a BBL <laughs> or a boob job. <laughs> Lord. Alyssa, what you think? Let's hear Alyssa's take. I mean, I definitely think that it's, I mean, it's okay because some people do, you know, have to get boob jobs and stuff like that for medical reasons because they back just can't handle it. Right. You know, um, but I mean, I feel like, I feel like if you are doing it for the right reasons and you feel like you are, um, you know, within the right means to do it, I feel like that's your business. Mm -hmm. Um, But personally, I feel like, yeah, I would go get lipo if I had the money. I wish I sure would because I, I feel like I could maintain the weight, you know, just get the fat off of me and I'll take care of the rest, you know, I'll be fine. So I, I just feel like, um, you know, it just depends. See, I ain't with all that stabbing. I don't, I don't watch them videos and they got, it's like a whole little rod. And I'm like, wait a minute. Hold up now. Yeah. After watching like this YouTuber go through like the whole BBL process, I'm like, oh girl, that's a lot of pain to be in for a long time. That's a lot of money you got to spend because you got to, you know, do massages and all this other stuff. And I'm like, ooh, Tamari ain't ready to spend $10,000 just to get nobody done. That's going to still probably look not even that much different because I don't want to go get some. And it's like, 
why your thighs don't match. I don't want that. I want my shit to look, you know, normal and natural. And so I'm going to take care of you. I got to find me a man first. Like, that too. Like, be married or something. Exactly. I ain't going to be laid up. My mama, my grandma about to be like, girl, you did that gone by your business. <laughs> I don't know finna, who finna help you. And I'm going to be over here crying, looking crazy. Exactly. Then who? I ain't got a month of work to be missing. Baby, okay. I got bills to pay. Can't nobody pay my bills. So, now, that's now another now. thing. Maybe that cool sculpting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could try, sis. No, I ain't got the coin. <laughs> What's our next question? <laughs> you asking the wrong one. Oh, my God. Y'all have any questions y'all want to add? Anything y'all want to add? Jazz, Alyssa, nothing? So, I guess my, my question to y'all yeah. is, as black women, how do we empower the next generation of black women, black, and not even black women, but black children in general, how do we empower them to love their bodies and be confident in who they are? Um, we live in a country where um, we saw that our black lives don't matter. Um, we, we are seeing our brothers and sisters be murdered in the streets. Um, and if you feel like you're treated like property and feel like you don't matter, how do we empower and pour into our youth so that they know that they matter and their contributions matter and their bodies matter? Um, and I, we didn't talk about colorism today, but mm-hmm. I think that even thinking about colorism and body image, um, it might be something good to talk about too. I think that when it comes to like, you know, pouring into our children and helping them get that positive, like, reflection of themselves I think it's good to do positive affirmations like my nephew is eight months and every time I get on the phone with him the first thing I'm like you're so handsome like you're so cute you're so smart like I always give him positive affirmations because at least he knows like if nobody else does it that his TT is gonna be saying like he's so handsome he's so cute he's so smart and that's gonna instill into his brain so that when he does get to the age that like where he can talk and you know he can repeat those affirmations to me it's instill it in him. So I think giving positive affirmations is good and also helping them just to understand what body image is, what body dysmorphia is, you know, what body shaming is, helping them to have, you know, those open conversations to where they can express. If they're not happy with their body, they can sit there and express that to you as, you know, their parent or, you know, their aunt, their cousin, whoever, that like, okay, this is what I don't like about my body, but how do I work on to improve that? So that way I can learn to love myself. I think we just need to be very open and honest. You know, in the black community, there's a lot of stuff that we don't talk about. A lot of conversations that we don't have. And we have to start having those conversations in order to improve the next generation. Because if not, it's just going to be a reoccurring cycle. We see generation curses in our family. And at some point, we have to be the ones that break that generational curse. And so, you know, say like, hey, no, I know this is what we was used to, but we're not doing this no more. Yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of unlearning that we first have to do, uh, because like I said earlier, it's a lot of things that we do subconsciously because that's what was always done. That's how we were raised. So, you know, it's just kind of what we do. Um, So taking that first step to just, um, you know, kind of, you know, figure out how, you know, we will stop continuing to come to Thanksgiving dinner and saying, having, you know, comments that are inappropriate and asking about, you know, different things um, that are inappropriate. Um, But also, yeah, definitely, you know, just having an open and honest um, relationship with our children so that we, um, they are comfortable coming to us to have conversations when they don't feel like they're good enough and they don't feel like, you know, um, you know, they, they can get a man because I mean that's that's one of the things that we you know have talked about and that we struggle with um and uh I think that we have to um learn to you know have have the kids come to us because a lot of times you know we we can talk about like the suicide rates too we can talk about um anorexia and bulimia because that's that's what's going to happen if we continue to just kind of let it go and don't really, um, you know, address these situations within our families and with our and within our community. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like you all said, like it's like you have to have that conversation, which a lot of Black families do not have. 
it's like whatever goes on in this household stays in this household and they don't want you to seek out any other mental health professionals or even talk to a mentor or teacher, whatever it is. Like, just because your parents talked to you a certain way or didn't have conversation with you doesn't mean that you have to do the same thing to your child. Build your child up so they'll know that, hey, we have open conversations around here. You can come to me, talk to me about what you're feeling, express your thoughts, and if you need help, I'm here to help you. Don't feel ashamed. Don't think I'm going to put you down. Mm -hmm. Because that's what I feel like that happens a lot in black families, and I don't like it. And that is something that I do not want to carry on into my future family if that is possible, if that is to happen. Um, <laughs> what? It's almost like if that's it's to it, happen. Hey, it's unknown. I'm just saying what it is. <laughs> I'm just being realistic. Um, but yeah, I just feel like we need to do better as a community and just unify on topics like this. Yeah. I agree. And being and being okay with your friends coming to you and being like, I don't feel I don't feel pretty today. I don't feel enough today. And letting and not being like, girl, you you know you cute. Like, no, let's sit in it. Let's process why I don't feel this way. Exactly. Let's have these conversations because sometimes we love our friends and they be well intentioned, but I feel fat today, right? right. We can have a conversation about that. I didn't say I feel ugly. Oh, Jasmine, you beautiful. I said I was fat. I didn't say I was ugly. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so let your friends feel their emotions and be okay with it being uncomfortable because I think people also don't want to be uncomfortable because yeah. they just want to fix it. And that's why sometimes in black families, you know, you, you come to them and be like, well, I, I I don't feel like I'm enough. Well, well, why you you shouldn't even feel that way? Yeah, you got you got too much to do. Why are you even thinking right. about it's that? Like, that's your and it's like, and it's like, huh? Or I will, I'll have said to people, oh, I feel inadequate. But you you doing all this wonderful stuff, and I'm like, okay, okay, and I can I can feel inadequate right. today if that's how I want to feel. Exactly, you know, and I, and I think people just. I can be happy, but I can also feel inadequate some days. Or mm -hmm. I can be this and I can be that. Everything is not, oh, I feel inadequate and I'm a miserable, horrible person. It's just I feel, this is how I feel right now in this moment. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of times in the black community, we don't create space for people to just feel how they feel. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, I might feel like this on at 5 o'clock, get here, I feel like the baddest bitch. Like, things can change that quickly. Yeah. But, but let me feel that way. And, and not make me feel bad for how I feel or how I'm processing or even being triggered by certain things that are going on around us. Um, but I, I think in, in black families, we don't even have the space to just even be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. How many times have you all been able to be vulnerable just with your family as a whole? Mm -hmm. Yes, there are people in your family that you can be vulnerable with. But if y'all was at Thanksgiving or something, you like, y'all, I've been struggling with X, Y, Z. I'm pretty sure all of us wouldn't have that conversation. No, because and auntie's about to be talking to Uncle John about mm -hmm. it, and then they about to be like, "Well, you heard what she said, and she just don't exactly. Like, she got it good." And I didn't say all that. This is what I'm feeling at the moment. But also, I feel like maybe black families do that because they feel like they have to like push us out into the world, and we might want to feel sad some days. But if we mm -hmm. go out into white America, we can't be pushing out our feelings out there like that. Exactly. You I know, because, I mean, they expect us. It's the expectation. We got to be overjoyous. We got to be happy. We got to be dignified. We yeah. got to do things above par all the time. We can't be lacking in any way. Yeah. And I think there's also this conception that in order for us as black people to be do good, they have to be hard on us. They have to, you know, be that person that's being negative because that's going to push us to be stronger and to go praise. harder. They're like, we don't need to give you praise. Yeah, the, for you, you don't need praise. Be great. They want to give you that that negative, you know, type of stuff because it's going to help you push you to be stronger. And it's like, nah, if anything, like, that's going to just make me go the complete opposite and maybe go back into this shell that it's just like, okay, well, they said this negative thing about me. Like, now I don't want to do it. Whereas, yeah, because you if you get negative from the world and you getting it from your friends and family too, where are you gonna get the positive from? Right? Exactly. You're not getting no positive. It's like you exactly. don't even know how to create it for yourself. So no. where does it come from? Exactly. So we have to get out of this mindset that us as black people have to be hard in order to, for our children to learn and to grow and, you know, become better individuals of this world. Like, nah, that's just hindering us. Absolutely. And I I hate people 
um, and, and folks will say so. I mean, Jasmine, you so spoiled. And I and 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 I, I'm using this example because it's a good example of black families. My mom grew up poor. Her mom raised her on welfare. She was able to go to school, get a nurse's degree, get a bachelor's degree, overcome teen pregnancy and all the health disparities that she experienced. She don't want me to go through that. Exactly. She wouldn't did all the stuff that she did. So I would go through. I don't have to have those same experiences. Right. right? And so in black families, just because you went through something and something was hard for you, don't mean it have to be harder for your kids. And guess what? Your kids go go through something. We've all been through things that have been challenging, that's been hurtful, harmful, that our parents didn't experience. And that's okay, but why does it have to be harder? For Autumn, we don't want Autumn to have student loan debt. We did that. That's not going to be her struggle because we don't want her to do that. It's not anything wrong with that. That don't make your kids soft. That means that you got some sense Mm because each generation, we're trying to get ahead. Exactly. We shouldn't be like, oh, you got to... You, you, you got to be tough. My work ethic has nothing to do with my mama helping me from time to time. That don't mean that I don't work hard. That just means that I, I do have a safety net, thank goodness, that my mama didn't have at my age. And that her mama didn't have at her age. But now we're three generations. We've made, we've made strides. And in the black community, we can't build generational wealth. We can't break these generational curses if we are not taking the time to heal and fix and do so our general because we're going to be somebody's ancestors one day right and so the things that we're doing today are going to impact our children our children's children our great-grandchildren and so what seeds are you planting are you planting seeds of healing growth prosperity education what are you planting because if you're not planting those things Y'all will continue to suffer and be dogged by these things. And so why not? And then black kids, they should come home and feel safety and peace. We deal with enough. And I said this on one of my panels. We deal with enough as black people. We shouldn't have to deal with it from our own community and especially not our families. Exactly. Okay, I'm done. That was good. <laughs> you got to preach. You got anything you want to add? All right, y'all. Well, we talked about a lot today. This episode was pretty long. I want to say thank you to Jess and Alyssa for being on episode 10 of the podcast and being our first guest host. We truly appreciate it so much. Thank you, guys. Um, if y'all Thanks wanna for sh- having us. Absolutely. If y'all want to shout out y'all Instagram names, I'll put them in the you know our little description box. But if y'all want to go ahead and say y'all Instagram names, if y'all want to, y'all ain't got to if y'all want to. All right, so y'all need to follow me on Instagram at gotjazz. So it's G-O-T underscore J-A-Z-Z. Follow me. Um, you know, I want to be a social media influencer in my real life. So. <laughs> the girl. Okay, it'll pay more than me working in higher ed. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> and you can follow me. Is it lovely? Lovely is Lisa or Lisa is lovely. I don't remember y'all. <laughs> Ain't that sad, but it's one of those. Follow me. We gonna find Alyssa Page and put it in the comments, y'all, so y'all can follow her on Instagram. Let us know what y'all think from this episode. Leave us some comments, and we will see y'all on next week's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Bye, y'all. Toodles.